Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance that underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, your host. And before we get going today, firstly, I hope you're well. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're staying healthy. Before we get going on the really interesting topic of oxytocin, I just want to talk about an upcoming webinar we're running at 11am on Friday, the 6th of November. So at time of recording, a little over two weeks away. And it's called Lead with Wellbeing. And in this webinar, it's going to be very interactive We're going to talk about how forward-thinking companies that want to thrive and grow will need to understand, and I'll demonstrate this, about the importance of leading with well-being. It really must touch every decision they make. I'll talk about fruit bowl well-being, as I call it, and why that's a thing of the past. And we'll talk a little bit about scar tissue as well, which is the sort of consequence of, of potential lack of human contact, which is a very topical one for today. Consequences of potential reduction in movement and fitness levels and increased guilt about maybe having to leave loved ones and return to the office in some instances. But this will be an upbeat and positive conversation conversation. So we'll focus on where we are in real terms and, and where we can get to by underpinning well-being as the right thing to do, as something that directly hits the bottom line, but also a competitive advantage. So very much hope to see you on that webinar. I'll put a link in the show notes to how you can register for that. This is absolutely bang on for HR directors, HR managers, heads of people, director of people, and so on. So if that's you, or if that's someone you know, then uh, forward on the link, sign them up, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and interacting with you on the 6th of November. So that's it. Let's get to the topic of today, which is oxytocin. Oxytocin, and what it is, it's a hormone that acts as a neurotransmitter, and it's very important in female reproduction, for example, but also in aspects of human behavior. Men and women alike feel the effects uh, and get the benefits of oxytocin. So I just want to talk about some of the things that it does. And the reason I think this is topical is one of the things that that we have definitely suffered from this year is a lack of human contact, a lack of connection, deep, meaningful connection, physical connection. For much of the year, we've been unable to to touch each other, to hug, to kiss, unless, of course, it's it's partners, um, husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, and so on. Even then, in lockdown, technically, that wasn't supposed to be happening. And In lockdown, there were people on their own in flats and very rarely getting out and seeing other people. Now, I'm going to talk a bit about how we can connect and bond in ways that don't involve being in the same physical room or or touching each other. But it isn't always quite the same thing. And I definitely think there's scar tissue around that for, for a great many people. And what I wanted to do here is just have a, again, a positive and upbeat discussion about oxytocin but some practical ways that you can try and generate that and get the really lovely sort of bonding and connection feeling without necessarily telling you to go out and hug people but let's start there because in in normal times or if you live with someone that you can hug or an animal which I'll come to actually oxytocin is produced very quickly with human contact and that could be massaged by the way 
studies have shown that we get oxytocin as well as relax- relaxation benefits when we have massage. And that could be an amateur massage, so your partner just rubbing your shoulders or... Or it could be a professionally done massage. But hugging also generates lots of oxytocin. So when you hug somebody, in fact, when you hug a stranger for longer than 20 seconds, studies have shown, you get, you both get a release of oxytocin. Now, for goodness sake, don't go out and do that right now. But even once COVID has uh, withdrawn its ugly head, I still would suggest that you, uh, you don't just go up and hug someone unprovoked. They may not like it, oxytocin or otherwise, but nonetheless, you do get it from hugging a stranger for 20 seconds or longer. I touched on dogs. I actually made some notes for this podcast and went next door where my dog is sleeping on the bed and gave her a bit of a cuddle. But you get lovely oxytocin through dogs. And studies have found this as well, that both you and the dog get this huge release of oxytocin when, for example, you gaze into each other's eyes. So... Uh, some of you who, who listen to our content or, or know me online will know that I have a, a Romanian rescue dog called Cami. We've had her about two and a half years and she's about three and a half years old. She is beautiful. She's got a lovely nature and she'll look up at me with her big brown eyes and she's got a little underbite. So you can see her bottom row of teeth peeking out through her mouth and she'll well, look into each other's eyes and you can see her eyes blissing out. They glaze over. That oxytocin has hit her. And she's in bliss. Um, and, and I am as well. It's a really lovely thing to do. And I know a lot of people have, have bought puppies and dogs during lockdown and, and will be getting a lot of benefit from it, I'm quite sure. So there's a handful of ways. There's massage, there's hugging, there's even hugging a stranger, if that stranger's agreed to, to have a hug uh, in non-COVID times. There's dogs. But also active listening. So this is where it starts to get a bit more practical because you can be actively listening on the phone across a Zoom session. Uh, So that can also be a very effective way of getting oxytocin. Focused meditation is another way. So I have a meditation practice. It's one of my non-negotiables, in fact. And I will do 10 minutes every day. The moment I'm doing it in the morning because it gets it done and I find that I start the day the way I want to carry it on in a sort of quiet and contemplative and not so reactive state of mind. Um, and uh, incidentally, I, I use the Peloton app, but if all you're doing is meditating, that'll be a sledgehammer to crack a nut. So you could also look at Oak, you could look at Headspace, you can look at Calm, all good meditation apps, but there's tons out there. Or you simply sit there for five or 10 minutes deep in your practice and focus because that, its studies have shown, will also produce oxytocin. Particularly, I think, if you meditate about someone or I suppose something and really focus on that person or that animal or that thing. And then you can get that, that release of oxytocin. Sort of connected is the sharing of feelings. When we actually tell someone what we feel, particularly, I think if it's um, affectionate or romantic, we get another release of oxytocin. And you probably know this, if you've ever been really honest with someone or you've been brave enough to tell someone how you feel about them, it feels good. I think it probably feels a lot better if those feelings are reciprocated. But if they are, you know, and sometimes just telling them someone how you feel, just thanking someone, showing gratitude can feel really good. And that's oxytocin. So you probably have some experience of that. And then the last one, which I'm going to spend a little bit more time on is heartfulness. Heartfulness is this concept that we named, we may not have been the first, but we're the first that I know of. And I mean two things by this. Firstly, it is about doing something for somebody else, for something that's bigger than you, for a cause that's bigger than you. So, for example, I am a role model and a facilitator of workshops for a charity called Diversity Role Models. And I'll go into schools with a couple of other role models 
And we will run workshops to combat the effects of homophobic, biphobic and transphobic bullying. So we will talk to, to kids about the use of their language and the effect that can have on people and try and just give them a different perspective on things. It is incredibly rewarding. It's, it's also very intense. You know, you go in and you run through the school day. So you're doing five workshops with one or two breaks and the, the same thing every time, but deeply rewarding. And I always come out of there feeling amazing. And it's definitely a bit of oxytocin. You kind of bond with, uh, with the, the people you're with, the role models you're with, because you have this shared sense of purpose, this sense of connection that you're all there, whether you're LGBT plus or you're an ally for this, this greater cause. That is a wonderful example of heartfulness. Another example is about the, the complete opposite, really. It's about doing something that is all about you. So it may be reconnecting with a hobby, a passion or a purpose that you've just found the convergent pressures of work and home of have just squeezed out any time you have for. So you reconnect with that. For example, I very recently, uh, this has been recorded on the 22nd of October, very recently got back into the guitar and it feels great to pick that thing up again and, and go at it and practice purposefully and intentionally and improve. And that's an example of heartfulness. It's something that gives me joy and makes me happy. Happy for lots of different reasons. Happy that I can play music on the guitar, albeit very beginner. Happy that I haven't let this thing go to waste and I've picked it up again. Happy that I said I was going to play guitar and I've played it. So there's some dopamine in there as well. So heartfulness in, in it's different interpretations. You know, you decide how it is for you is an incredible way of generating oxytocin. And you can see that the majority of these things, maybe not the dog if you don't have one, and maybe not hugging people if you live alone, because we've got to keep that meter distance. And certainly hugging strangers would be a huge no-no at the moment. But other than that, massage is currently still available. Sharing feelings is doable. Focus meditation is very doable. Active listening is doable. Heartfulness is doable. And thinking about ways that you can bond and connect and incidentally, there are some real benefits for longevity, so overall longevity of health span. And that's one very big message of ours at Body Shot. It's about health span, not lifespan. You want to be healthy for as long as you can, not alive for as long as you can, but unable to perform basic functions for yourself or tasks. So I hope that's given you lots to think about and to put into practice. As always, give me your feedback and please share this with anyone that you think would benefit from hearing from it. And other than that, stay healthy, have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. So if you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.